Hello and welcome to the NBA podcast. It's always Media Thursday with me, Justin Pierce, the editor, and me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. So it is, Andy, the 1st of December, so it's officially Christmas. My daughter has her first advent, con- advent calendar. An advent calendar would be excellent. <laughs> advent calendar. Well, she loves those sort of gifts. Advent calendar chocolate this morning. Did you have your first advent calendar chocolate this morning, Andy? Um, no. Why? Well, why do you hate Christmas so much? I don't, I don't hate Christmas, but my daughter lives in Sweden and my my son uh, works in London, so I had no one to open an advent calendar. Well, if you got one, you could eat it all yourself. It's even more, more excuse. I realise I've missed out on a huge opportunity there. You really have. Anyway, let's move away from Advent Canada and talk about the industry, which is what this podcast is all about. And because it's the 1st of December, party season is definitely here. Christmas party season is definitely here. So what what are you hearing, seeing about the appetite for you know a normal industry, media industry Christmas this year? Uh, well, the kickoff to the party season is always the Trinity Lunch. Yeah. Uh, trademarked the legendary uh, Trinity Lounge as, as it was on LinkedIn the other week which went brilliantly 230 people in the room everybody was in a party mood everybody was in a mood to network slash celebrate slash commiserate choose whichever is applicable everybody went out and had a great time and it was excellent. Yesterday was the digital leading ladies lunch. It was indeed, of which NDA and Blue Stripe Group was the sponsor this year. We were the sponsor and Lydia, our uh, esteemed third founder, she was there giving a little, did a little talk. Well, she is only little, so it would only be a little one. <laughs> mean but true. So yes, party season is here and you know, what, you're hearing different things across the industry in terms of how gloomy or not it is. I'm sort of thinking it's less gloomy than painted often. But yeah, Christmas policy does seem to be here. It seems to be going full. Well, let's stuff. let's go and do the industry barometer at 3.30 this afternoon. Let's go and have a look at the Crown and Two Chairman and see how many people are standing outside. That's an idea. So, yes, I was going to say, if you're listening, we'll see you there. But obviously, this isn't out until tomorrow, so there'd be no point. But no. We'll, we'll do that and report back next week. Exactly. So what else has been happening? I mean, we've been doing loads and loads of events oh well, i'll tell you what's interesting we sat here in this very room doing a well i sat here in this room with richard from share through and harvin from scope three recording a podcast talking about sustainability in in digital media marketing that's available now so listen listen on nda.co.uk uh a fascinating chat as always and the the kind of the the striking thing was I left that and went to do a round table looking at future media, stra- future media strategies for, for 2023. Uh, and sustainability, again, was a hot topic. And then shortly afterwards, the, the next week, last week, we put on a great event uh, in partnership with SmartFrame, uh, l- looking at really ad tech, the ad tech trends for next year. And again, sustainability was a, was a top issue. Sustainability is... It's it's here, it's present, and it's definitely something that's not being paid lip service to, as I guess it was maybe 18 months ago. Yeah, I, I will admit it was one of these things that I was quite sceptical about at the start. I thought, oh, it's another thing the industry is going to talk about rather than necessarily do anything about. Now, there is still a lot of that happening. Let's let's not be naive about it. But one of the things I've learned, and, and again, it was seeing share through at our, what did we do? It was the Soho sessions, which are Dragon's Den event. And watching their presentation and a lot of the facts they put out about the sheer amount of power that the industry uses about the amount of carbon dioxide it produces and i was that was a bit of an eye-opener for me and 
so my natural uh, suspicion of such things it was lifted a bit actually I thought oh okay so there is a real real issue here and we can do something about it now it's important we keep doing stuff about it because again it's otherwise it's the International Women's Day thing where big companies put up uh, something on their socials and then don't do anything for the rest of the year no it's true I saw a report yesterday and I've totally forgotten I think it was it was either the IPA or WFA are looking or maybe even more I can't remember apologies to all but looking at diversity and how they the sort of the the amazing efforts around diversity have actually sort of flatlined a bit over the last year or so so yeah we can see these things become sort of uh, on vogue as it were and then go away a bit but I think sustainability is a bit different because CEOs care because CEOs have looked at the whole supply chain and kind of dealt with it and again we had a at our round table on uh on digital media and programmatic advertising in partnership with Zaxxas the other week sustainability again to the fore and Ollie from Boots was saying the same thing in terms of you know sustainability is a massive issue for the whole supply chain Boots, well, Boots if, got that licked so the next thing's advertising if clients demand it agencies will have to demand it and tech vendors will have to deliver uh, so let's just see in what we keep talking about could be difficult economic times next year how many people stick to that or whether the because let's be honest in the world as as a whole there is a there is a section of the community who are very skeptical about climate change and net zero and all these there sort is. of things um and as the minute that times get tough they well we can dump all of that we don't need that let's just let's burn coal and uh, and then probably eat it afterwards <laughs> yeah no I, I do feel quite positive around this in the industry it, because because as you say clients are demanding it it's it's important across the board and because they've dealt with it in most parts of their business now they've suddenly realized wow what about digital advertising that's just you know causing as much issue so it's kind of it's kind of good news and something else that was interesting i think as well uh we've been working on a great new report and more advertising it's available now to download at nda.co.uk are you going to get our url right once today (laughs) which is newdigitalage.co oh yeah yeah i mean details details but this is this is a partner miq and it's looking at ctv advanced tv and obviously, this is, it couldn't be hotter. Uh, it's 2023 has been tipped as a year. This really explodes. Uh, there's been amazing, amazing work going across the industry, and CV couldn't be hotter. But there are still kind of issues around silos, which you and I have talked about since the dawn of time, and silos in, in agencies where we still have traditional AV teams and digital teams mm. all doing kind of, inverted commas, video. So, great great project we're working on with MIQ it's going to be a long-term project called uh change agents and then we're identifying and interviewing these amazing people leaders at agencies who are forcing change here and crushing these silos ctv is a classic example of an industry sector that was overhyped at the beginning and didn't didn't deliver because there simply wasn't the availability and all of a sudden there is now and people can see and people understand it but there are some people who are still cynical because they're you know they're still caught up in the old world. Oh, exactly, exactly. But it's it is now. It's brilliant now. I mean, I was literally just going through my own TV platform home and just noting the amount of ads that were coming to me that, that are CTV based, and it was huge. Have you only seen any personalised CTV ads? Listen, I don't know exactly how it works. But I, well, one, there's a lot of hair loss drugs, and let's be honest, <laughs> yeah. the horse has bolted on that particular topic. But they've obviously realised that. 
the bloke who pays the bill is a man and he's you know. probably some stair lift ads, I got... holidays ads, those sort of the Viking River Cruises ads. Don't joke, I got, actually got a piece of paper direct <laughs> mail for a stair lift uh, this week, which. Uh, you should, we should keep this quiet, really. It's I, I think people talk be, about. But it just means that, de- yeah, direct mail, dead. It's all about CTV. So back to Christmas. Yep. Uh, as we were talking about before, Christmas, Christmas spirit is in the air. Uh, I think it's going to be. Maybe not as big as usual, but definitely the parties are starting. I saw someone in a Christmas jumper as I came down from uh, the tube station to the office earlier. Excellent. I think everyone should wear Christmas jumpers. Well, if let, let's, no, that, let's open it up. I hate Christmas jumpers. I know you hate them, but if you've got a photo of you or anyone in your team in a Christmas jumper, send it to us on Twitter and we will make those people famous. <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> We will. We will make them famous. Uh, also, if you have a dog in a Christmas jumper, that was a thing that started last year. People put dogs. In we Christmas used to jumper. have. We used to have my digital dog as a series on New Digital Age, didn't we? We did. Uh, in our defence, it was series. when we were starting out and we were doing anything for cheap clicks. <laughs> so, and uh, my digital dog was perhaps the lowest we sank. I think we should bring back my digital dog. I really do. Oh, quick mention also to our. Friends, the Alliance of Independent Publishers, they had their Christmas party last week. Uh, sadly, I didn't go. Uh, Tyrone from NDA went, so it was amazing. I did an event, that smart friend event I talked about the next day at the Union, the same venue as the Alliance's Christmas party, and lots of people at that event had been there, still very hungover. So huge congratulations yet again to Alex and John. Very interesting time for these guys because a lot of people I've been talking to, uh, sort of new clients of ours, are talking about reaching the second tier of publishers, uh, you know, not necessarily the giants, but the people, the special interest publishers, the up and coming publishers. Uh, and there's a huge appetite to get to those guys. And the alliances reps those guys, and, you know, brings them together and rep- uh, represents their interests. I think, I think 2023, the year of the tier two publisher yep, okay. and the alliance, not as snappy as the year of mobile, but <laughs> it's not, but you know, he'll do, but it is, it's true. They hold a huge amount of power because they have, huge highly engaged audiences really engaged audiences the pe- people who are in market with various products because it's specialist media so yeah without a doubt i think we're going to see huge 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 things from the alliance next year i'll tell you what's been interesting recently we've had we had lunch last week week before with dan from madfest oh, we did. We did. and uh, i mentioned this on the newsletter last week about how it was really interesting those guys selling out pretty much now to doing oh, I'm sure uh, the, the sales team would like us to say that you still get in touch please but <laughs> how quickly things were going for them uh, and that's a good sign of confidence in the market last week you and I both had uh, drinks with Stephen Scafardi from MediaTales events we did yeah and like, MediaTales events we both just love to death yes. they, they are the best uh, so yeah there's, that's an amazing thing think back on it Thankfully, it's 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 the distant distant past now, the pandemic, etc. But there was so much talk, talk about industry events, would they survive, and they had to change, and it's going to be virtual, and that's turned out to be totally utterly untrue. Yeah, and it was it was interesting, and I think talking to Stephen, how they had a a pandemic event policy, which was to keep going, and they created some great brands, or and built on their their existing ones, and that has translated into post pandemic success, which is great to see. And it's good that the industry is backing them, but that, you know their their future of series, future of brand, future of media, future of, they're market leading at the moment. And I'm without doubt, without doubt. So anyway, talking about 
events, seminal industry flagpole events. Obviously, uh, exchange-wise, Wires Awards were held recently, and as is now traditional on the It's Always Media Thursday podcast, which comes out kind of on various days of the week, nothing to do with Thursday at all. But we sit down and chat to the winner of the AdTech Personality of the Year. And this year, it was the amazing Sarah Vincent from Index Exchange. It was. So let's have a chat. So Sarah, hi. Welcome to the It's Always Media Thursday podcast. Uh, as I just said, we always have the winner of the ATS AdTech Personality of the Year on, and that's you. So uh, how do you feel? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I feel it still feels a bit surreal and a bit strange, but uh, I am incredibly honoured, privileged and grateful uh, for the recognition um, of getting the award. Very, very un- unexpected. Well, so. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks very much. I think it's one of those ones that you know, Hollywood loves, the, the award. And did you do much lobbying? Because people always say it's <laughs> this, lobbying This is big. Tables. We heard about lobbying last year and people going on the tables and, you know, putting the threats on. How threatening were you? So so I had some advice from Matt Barrish, which was, oh, okay. you need to lobby, you need to lobby. And um, and then on the night, Kieran said to me, after I won, did you go around and canvas the tables? Or basically, you need to be doing that to get your votes. And I was like, that's not me. And really, oh, I can't think of anything worse. And no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So I didn't. Well, um, it should be pointed out that Matt Barrish famously lost. <laughs> and Matt Barrish, who we had lunch with just before last year, was getting Mr. Kawaja to send him sort of gifts and that sort of thing out on social. So, yes, Matt was pretty upset, but that's his life. Yes, but uh, no, I didn't. So, and it was, and that for that reason, it's almost, um, you know, it's even more special, I think. And when I came off the stage, um, people came up to me and, and I was, you know, just completely overwhelmed, but they were saying, oh, I got the table to vote for you and I got the table to vote for you. And I suddenly thought, actually, I've got, I had my canvases in the rooms on all the tables and didn't actually realise it. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was just a big shock. Yeah, Unexpected. No, it's a great, great award to have. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's nice that it was untainted by lobbying, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pure, it's a pure, pure win. Well, that's the thing, because everyone says to me, like, you should really take it for what it is. It's like the recognition, in a way... I've been canvassing my whole career, so I guess that's that's kind of where it pays mm, yeah. off. Yeah, good, very, and, very uh, good point. Yeah, yeah. that's so. a great one. So look, we, uh, the wires, one of the sort of seminal industry sort of events, and we're in Q four. It's the first of December. Did you have, by the way, did you have your chocolate advent calendar this morning? I piece? did. I did. Amazing. What did you have? I had lint. Andy, Andy doesn't like Christmas very much, so he's not having an advent calendar. I haven't got kids at home, so there was no need for an advent you calendar. If you get an advent calendar, now you can have it all yourself. Keep saying this. Again. That's the thing. So I buy them for the kids. Yeah. So they don't always... I mean, they're even losing interest, but it's 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 fine because I'm still there opening the <laughs> windows. Like, we will get into the Christmas spirit, kids. <laughs> exactly. Good. So talk about Christmas. Uh, how, how do you think the industry is? Because obviously, it's been a weird few years. We won't talk about that. It's obvious. But uh, Q4, I, everyone I talk to, it's been a sort of weird Q4, not the same as usual. Uh, but do you think the industry is in the Christmas spirit? Are you seeing the sort of the same sort of attitude that we normally see? Um, I think, yeah, I think that the people in the industry are in good spirits. Um, I, it's obviously been an interesting year for everybody everywhere. And Q4, I think, is kind of not smashing it, record-breaking like we had last year. Um, but what has happened this whole year, I guess, is that we've been back at events, we've been out and doing what we do best and networking and, and collaborating. And so that's it's nice to get to a point in the year where it's perhaps less about 
all the work effort behind it. It's more of the fun socialising, um, yeah, which was you know, which we did a couple of weeks ago at Trinity Lunch. We didn't do, yeah. Which is it's really nice. It feels like a kind of almost like a pivotal moment. A lot of the hard work is done. Still a few weeks to go in Q4, but it's a really nice environment then to start chatting with your clients, who effectively you know are many of my friends, um, and just have a really, really nice, uh, really nice lunch. So. You were lobbying. I've just realised you were lobbying at Trinity Lunch. Ooh. You were, yeah. That was that's what was happening. You thought I'll just go around, do a bit sneaky. <laughs> Incidentally, whilst you're here, have a glass of wine. Did you know that uh, tech personality is coming up? I'd won it by then. <laughs> uh, so there was no underhand lobbying so, at all, Andy. Yeah, all right. It was just pure, pure my celebration. The word's pure today, but Andy and pure, they don't, and they don't often go. No. And also, I'm mixing dates up. It's been such a long week already. <laughs> yeah. it, but it was only the week after, I think. Yeah. So it was uh, it was really, really fresh. But uh, yeah. Well, so we, I mean, we always talk about industry events on this podcast. That's such an important part of the industry. And we were talking about it just earlier on. So what, what are you seeing for the year ahead? And you've got new events like Possible coming ahead. You've got Domestica changing. I mean, can... Everyone's going back and forth. I personally think it's going to be huge this year. So what are you seeing for the year ahead in terms of the, the evolution of industry events and how, they're, how important they are, how they're changing? Yeah, I think so. I think they're still really, really important. And um, I think that what we'll see is perhaps uh, more quality events and less of them. Um, and so Cannes this year, you mentioned Cannes this year, I felt the quality was much higher, um, but I felt there was less people there. Yeah. And I think that that might be a trend that, that continues on um, for, for next year. Mexico is an interesting one. It's I think there's a bit of a, a kind of challenge going on in Germany in terms of which which trade show, industry show is going to be the outright winner. Um I think online media rock stars are giving to Mexico a bit yeah, of a run definitely. for their money. And um I think we'll see probably maybe one of those triumph uh, in that space. But I think without without not having well, with with not having events for two years when they're back everyone wants to go to everything Um, but then that kind of quite almost quickly becomes uh, it's obvious that there's some that are much more relevant than others and there's been some great events where you know it's great to connect with people but there's a lot of collaboration that happens interesting conversation worthwhile not just repetitive because I think we did definitely I've been to events where it's almost feels like a money making exercise where you know People up there promote. They've paid to be on the panel. They're promoting their business. They're not really saying anything, um, anything sort of that's more valuable to the industry. Right. So quality, not quantity. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the, the flagpoles will still be there. So let, again, take the excuse that it's in the year. It's Christmas, first December, Christmas, Avant Candle opening time. Just finding myself clear. It's Christmas time. So looking a year ahead, what are your kind of big predictions, big crystal predictions of how the industry is going to develop and how pragmatics can develop and advertising develop and all that sort of stuff? Well, I think next year is going to be a challenging year. Um, I think one of the, I guess from a positive note, we're starting the, we'll start the year kind of knowing what it's going to look like as opposed to this time last year when we'd had record-breaking Q4s and, and we were looking at like a, very bullish about the year ahead, which obviously changed quite dramatically in, in Q1. So I think we know what we're kind of up for, um, but what I'm excited about is looking for the opportunities that exist within those challenges. And it means there needs to be you know, much more creative thinking. We think about how we can perhaps bring more disruption to the industry, uh, take stock of, you know, it's going to be a year of more with less. Budgets are going to be reduced. Um, the staffing and resource issues across the industry, as in, you know, redundancies and layoffs. And so we have to sort of figure out how we can deliver, how we can grow and just be much more efficient in doing that. Um, and so for me, it's 
more deep relationships with partners, getting closer with them, um, providing more efficiency in the service that we're providing, um, but also making sure that there's value across every step of the the chain. Um, So publishers will receive more media spend, Mm. um, more working media for obviously their their premium content, uh, and buyers get more performant media. Um, I did hear, had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, a a couple of holdcos saying that it's brands are talking to them about maybe some content that they can repurpose from older ad campaigns that may have run you know, some time ago rather than having the, the budget available for brand new creative. So That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we could, you know, it could be quite fun to see some retro ads coming yeah. out, which would be very <laughs> cool. But, uh, uh, and then, you know, it's all about, you've got to be really mindful of costs and uh, and the financial situation that we're in and the challenges everybody's facing because of that. And then how can advertising continue to be effective grow good for the consumer and obviously fund uh, fund independent publishing i think that's that's a critical point uh the importance of publishers because i mean you know we say over the last few years what pragmatic did to, to, to publishers generally and pushed them away often uh they're definitely growing in in uh confidence i would say it seems a bit silly to say we did a round table just recently with with future and, and haymarket and dennis and hello magazine lots of big publishers and you could just see see around the table the sort of the the power that they've got now because especially with deprecation of third-party cookies etc it's that focus once again on uh premium publishers and on contextual which is suddenly back out of nowhere yeah, yeah. Yeah, so i guess publishers play to their strength will be a huge story next year yeah uh, i mean they they Taking control is kind of perhaps an overused term now, but they absolutely are. Um, and it's also recognition like who the actual competition is. So for those premium publishers you mentioned, it's not each other. It's, you know, it's the big platforms. And so because of that and those the conversation you probably noticed in the last couple of years, conversations at events are much less confrontational. Um, they are so much more agreeable and collaborative because of that reason is understanding like we're actually not fighting each other. Um, and, you know, all of the uh, developments that are made towards the eradication of third-party cookies um, are going to be good for everybody, but each publisher does not lose their individual USP. So they still retain the data that they, you know, that there's one level of data which is this is this person, but then Reach would know this person is also, you know, supports this football club, bought these things, and like has visits these sites, these these uh, articles. So that is, I think, it's that realization, and then working more together, and it does enable publishers to get their control, as they should, rightly should. Definitely. So look, let, let's move on to our one of our, our biggest strands on this podcast, uh, which is always in huge demand. It's called what's on the desk so if you have a look at the desk there's lots of things written on the desk by previous guests other people just find your favorite little phrase or sign and, and we'll we'll talk about it so sarah vincent from index exchange what's on the desk theme tune coming shortly insert here <laughs> cucumber pokey salad annie very good that's a new <laughs> that's one that's new one no one's gone for that one cucumber good, I think pokey you're... salad cucumber pokey salad from annie or for Annie? It just says Annie. I think Annie should put her lunch order in. Yeah. I think that's what happened that's there. What it is. Well, there you go. Another very successful What's on the Desk. Thank you very much. It's a theme huge, song here. People want it. People want to hear this uh, segment. I've been asked about it in pubs. <laughs> Talk to me about What's on the Desk. Luckily, your bottle, I think, water bottle there, I think is covering the, the one that a lot of people go for. Oh, really? Well, that's fine. 
That's fine. We don't need that phrase again. <laughs> yeah, that's, coming, that's coming too much. Fee salmon's favorite, It's the fee, fee salmon effect, which uh, oh. we, we need to we need to sort of damp down. So let's finish finish up talk talk about some serious issues. Uh, we'll talk about Christmas. Back to Christmas. So what's what's Index's sort of plans for Christmas? What's your plans for Christmas in terms of how how's the company celebrating? And I guess also how how briefly how's Index kind of changed if you look look back over this sort. Of, tumultuous year and how what stays it now with the goods and the bads and yeah so um christmas is uh first of all like i'm celebrating uh with my family so i'm hosting at home but then i'm back uh, then i'm up to my parents for boxing day for, for another christmas day Excellent. which will be hosted by the parents which is all good that's when i get to feel like 15 again and they do everything <laughs> um index we we're doing like uh we're doing a lot of um in-house events so just coming up with our own kind of internal Lots of uh, games and drinking games and karaoke and things like that. We've got a lot of stuff in the office, actually, which is quite cool. It's a little bit like a Google office. but okay, um, nice. So we're doing that, and that will be spread over the weeks, uh, and it's all organised by the community team, which is great. Um, and then in terms of Index, uh, I mean, obviously, we've been, we've been around for a long time. So the business is over 20 years, um, privately owned still um, by the Casali family. Um, and in the last... Obviously, we launched our wrapper probably five years ago, six years ago now, um, which was a huge success and product for us. Um, we've always been about publisher choice, though. So where um, we worked very intensively on the wrapper um, a number of years ago, we have seen uh, more moves towards pre-bid. So we're building for pre-bid as well. Um, so we support you know, publishers' choices to how they wish to integrate. And we really see our role as the providing the most efficient uh, and direct um, and transparent path from supply, uh, from buy side to supply side. Um, and whichever integration the publisher chooses, uh, you know, we're, we're available for. So we continue with that. Um, and next year is looking really exciting because we have our very solid foundation of um, monetization in as a display exchange. The last two years we've been building for uh, more omni-channel monetization. And this year we've actually seen quite a lot of um, action from the buy side and in terms of moving spend across two new channels so video obviously an app and things like that and we're seeing that portion of, of our pie grow um so next year's looking really exciting for us to really really um i think establish ourselves further as an omni-channel exchange make sure we're top of mind for that piece as well uh, we've got a lot of learnings we've got case studies that we can be out there in the market with so it's very much our focus to continue to push that narrative um and the benefits of that and continue to solve those publisher issues fantastic yeah i was often forget that it- you know, 20 years and privately owned still. It's quite an amazing story in this It's market. huge. And mm. it just enables us to really make the best decisions. Like, and we've really, we are really considered uh, in the decisions we make. And, um, you know, sometimes we're first to market, sometimes we're fast follow, and, and that's fine. Um, and that certainly will be the piece for our CTV uh, offering, um, which is doing very well in the US, coming to EMEA now. It's just launched. Um, and, you know, you can come in and actually just gain a lot from what's already in the market and figure out actually there's better ways of doing that. So, uh, you know, we come in uh, and we turn things around quite quickly on that basis. But, yeah, make our own decisions, which is the biggest thing, and still own our own uh, metal so and servers. All, all the infrastructure is owned. Talk CTV for ages, but just really briefly, I mean, what, what do you see is because you're just, you know, me, you sort of just arrived, as it were. Uh, what are the biggest initial challenges, do you think, for CTV advertising? I know there's lots, but for you now. Yeah, I think, um, so 
measurement is a massive one. And I mean, that's just not CTV. That's that's across still across the industry. Um, and the changing, me- the, I, the way to think about measurement, about what is actually important. Um, and the thing that's important, actually, that we shouldn't be doing is taking what and how we deliver and work in advertising on the programmatic side and trying to force it into CTV, thinking that's the right way to do it. It is an opportunity to make sure we actually do it, you know, the, the best way for that medium um, and and bring, you know, bring the industry with us as well. So measurement overall will be a challenge. Um, optimization, things change so quickly. And, you know, what is best practice today may well change over a very short space of time. So in terms of like length of length of videos and um, contents and things like that. So it's it's a continuous learning curve. And I think that's probably one of the challenges, but obviously exciting opportunities as well. Fantastic. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. A really fascinating chat. Great, great. What's on the desk segment? Uh, and great to see things go so well at Index. And huge congratulations once again for being AdTech Personality of the Year. Congratulations. Yeah, thank well you done. so much. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Thank you so much. It's goodbye from me, Justin Pierce, the editor. And it's also goodbye from Andy Oakes, the publisher. Have a lovely festive week. This podcast is a New Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Strike Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.